0: Ah, let's play a game. Is it worth it? Yeah, I thought I heard the word penis. Well, yeah, that's always on the mind oh okay oh man sorry buddy i just woke up woke up yeah. like uh, you're working too much well yeah sort of i uh, you know i've been working nights and then i got up relatively early today uh, took the kid drove out to my mom's place about a little over an hour away and uh supposed to be a visit, and I get there, and she had all this work for me to do, which, you know, that's kind of par for the course, I should have seen it coming, so I ended up, like, cutting a bunch of boards to size, and fitting them on the floor, and moving this and that, and and then I get home, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a nap, and, uh yeah, I woke up, I don't know, 10 minutes ago at this point, and uh, I was like, shit, what time is it, and saw the message from you, I got up, I saw my wife and kid were asleep in bed, and I was like, ah, come on, so, yeah, no love, no love for Blaine, but here I am, ready to record more or less, so,
1: yeah. Well, we're back.
0: (laughs) Now, if I can just find my water that I brought upstairs, oh, there it is, exactly right next to me, I don't want to drink any number of these that are... Just sitting here from days gone past, I really got to clean my game room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my office is just turned into the
1: catch all of shit, so I got to yeah. spend a day in here, right? That's
0: so what I need is like I a got, little day. Um, yeah, man. Awesome. So, what's up, you- man? Not much,
1: dude. I've um been. I start school officially on Thursday. Back to work. We've been doing meetings all week. We got more meetings tomorrow, and those are a waste of time. But uh, it is a nice way to like ease back into the into the into work.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's
1: cool. <laughs> then I got students for two days, and then it really begins on Monday. But that's really it. Trying to balance now, you know, the kiddo, yeah. work, and the
0: wife, and coaching football, and playing. Video games and yeah, playing trying to get it all done. Stupid games for the show. Yeah. <sighs> Good I, games. Yeah, you no, know, they they are. They certainly are. I don't. I don't mean to imply that they're dumb games or whatever. We've been we've been on a streak of uh, playing pretty much stuff we wanted to play, which um, is kind of nice. Instead of you know having to play Quest sixty four or Star Tropics or something like that. We're, yeah. we're playing games we actually like not not leave not, those games so, to the losers that's what yeah, I yeah well you know i i don't know who would play games like that but <laughs> but uh you know you know uh let them have them so yeah 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 man uh anyway i i, I started recording on uh on penis so, so good we recording's <laughs> started <the> show. <laughs> we've been recording this whole time um i got to get all those, i got to get all that out before school starts so oh yeah well, um,
1: I just need to get into one last thing. I want to get into our website, our Facebook page, rather, just so I have oh, good. all that information pulled up. So if yeah, you hear any clicking, forgive me.
0: Because I do uh, not. I don't have anything pulled up. I just I kind of like got out of a sweaty bed. Um, because it's unbearably hot and no one bothered to turn on mm-hmm. the air until a few minutes ago, it feels like. And, uh, rushed, you know, to get some water and uh, pee real quick and then come in here to talk to you because, uh, I know your time is valuable and it's getting kind of late. And the a little peek behind the curtain, it's like 10 o'clock where I'm at, so that puts you at like 8 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't True do that. That's... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not too far off. Mm. But, um,. Yeah, we got a lot of talked about uh, this go-round with, uh, with the contest yeah. and Comic-Con and, and then uh, the game itself. So Yeah. yeah it should be, should be a fun episode. And then I, I still haven't started that book you sent me, but uh, have you listened to the new uh, RPG um, show, the one that just dropped yesterday? Yeah, I'm about mm, 25 minutes or so into it. Okay, cool. Yeah, Derek, uh... Talking
1: about the game, so... Yeah, Derek was talking about it a little bit, the, the book.
0: Yeah, he's actually just randomly reading the the book at the same yeah. time, so that's kind of that's kind of interesting. If we ever wanted to do a show about that, maybe we could uh, tap into into the, the hosts, the main hosts, and get him to be on, but I don't know. I've never really talked to him about any of that stuff. They did mention at the yeah. end of the episode, they said, uh... Jeez, we've been doing this eight years, you know, and, uh... And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they've been doing it a long time." Like in word, episode seventy, Blaine's on thirty-three. You know, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never that game
0: they're playing, "Child of
1: Light." I uh, that sounded baller. It sounded pretty cool, but I've never even heard of it.
0: But uh, yeah, me either. But I don't I'm have looking like, at pictures now,
1: and it looks pretty good. It looks good. I mean, um, what system is it? Is it for that's like a Steam game for some I think reason?
0: It's, Steam, Steam, PS4, and uh, the, the Xbox One. Oh, it is. I think. Yeah. So I think it's I'm all even, current uh, system. Uh, oh yeah, PS, PS3. It looks like. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's on PS. PS4,
1: no, PS3, PS4, Wii U, Xbox 360. It's for everything. It's oh well,
0: no, wow. we're gonna have to. I've got PS3. I'm. A, I've got 360. I might have to. I might have to download that. And it sounded really interesting, you know, right up my alley. Unfortunately, with all the R- RPGing that's been going on with uh with uh, the game that we're playing, you know, uh, I'm starting to feel a little burnout, but not too bad. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how much time, especially with everything that the the community picked for what it is we're going to be playing up next. It's kind of like, man, we're just, just going to be playing RPGs for the most part. So
1: what do do we got next do we have a is there a a shorter we were kind of thinking about doing this is not a
0: full two-parter but maybe that's that's kind of what i was thinking just like uh you know i I didn't realize going in that uh the game was going to be a 50 hour long game Mm -hmm. and i've got i've got about halfway done according to everything i i can read online it looks like i'm about halfway there um so yeah another month would be fine get us all the way there we can uh explain all the you know the the main stuff of the game as far as how it works the mechanics and everything yeah. else and then maybe a little distance. hey there oh. you go interceptor yeah let me uh, get my mute button ready in case they decide to do their thing mm. they should be asleep well no i guess it's still light where you're at yeah, my, whenever my neighbor messes with his garbage cans, those dogs got to go
1: nuts, and he messes with his garbage cans like every fucking day. Just out there, just
0: shaking his garbage cans. Uh, like reorganizing it, I think. I don't know. I've I told you about my creepy but ass anyway. neighbor. <laughs> I've got a neighbor across the street, a uh, real D bag. Um, <laughs> he's. uh... Uh, what you would call like a like a peeping Tom pervert or whatever like a lot of the women in the neighborhood have like seen him creeping about and looking through windows and such I mean he's like if I had to guess I'd say he's close to 60 and um, yeah the wife's caught him a couple of times uh, not concrete we didn't like get a hold of him or something but caught someone you know looking you'll see him out there at like it'll be like 10, 11 o'clock, and if you turn on the lights downstairs, all of a sudden, like he's outside working in his garage or like cutting bushes uh. in his front lawn and stuff, it's like, what are you doing, man? You, you're not. He <laughs> you just has no life and waits around, and yeah, it's, it's creepy. But we actually we installed a bunch of cameras, uh, partially, you know, because we just wanted the cameras, but a lot of it was also because we didn't want his stupid ass creeping around the house because she was going downstairs one day and uh, looked up and there was someone like literally on the window like looking in and she couldn't see who it was and then she woke me up because I was actually asleep at night for once and then I ran downstairs with a golf club like you know the big hero I am and Mm -hmm. ran out the front door and no one was there but I knew exactly who it was I looked across the street and I could see his stupid ass peeking out his window and I screamed you know I was like I know you You, you motherfucker, and was swinging the golf club like it was some flaming sword or some shit. You know, I saw him like duck back behind the curtain, and you know, he hasn't talked to me since, which, you know, fuck him. I didn't want him to talk to me anyway. But yeah, the the neighbor next to him ended up having to like put in an eight foot security fence and like uh, security hedges around everything because every time his wife was getting up in the middle of the night, same thing, all of a sudden he'd be outside. You know, working on that side of the house, kind of thing. just a weird dude and mm. yeah, just an old retiree that's got a weird fetish of checking out chicks through windows, so uh, you know everyone's got their thing, you know, it's whatever I yeah. guess but uh yeah I, I i don't have to like it I, yeah, yeah, it's better than molesting kids, I guess, so I'll give them that uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that story, but anyway. I got a creepy neighbor. Um so you got everything up? Yeah, I think we're ready. Uh, All right. I got
1: our page up. Uh I'm getting what's that? Did you hear that? You got that
0: little beep. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna fucking worry about a little okay. clickety clack. Okay. That dog barking, that that's annoying, but um no I'm kidding. Um Hey, everybody, and welcome again to yet another edition of Is It Worth It?, the second most failed podcast in the world. Uh, What we normally do is we pull a game down from the shelf, we talk about it, and we tell you whether or not we think it's worth it from a collector's standpoint. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine Jay, and with me, as always, co-host, Mr. James Milholland. hey Yeah, and uh, we picked a good one, James, I I think. Um... Gosh, I don't, even, I don't even remember the conversation, man. It was like, uh, hey, have you played this? And you're like, I'm going to buy it right now or something. I was like, oh, shit. And uh, the game is Skies of Arcadia, both for uh, the Dreamcast and uh, the GameCube. But before we get to the game, do you want to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the contest and then about uh, the poll that we've done? The, so the poll that we've done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah, well, um, let's see, the contest. We're going to be giving away something to a random participant yeah. who has commented on one of our lovely questions that we post. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's be real, that you post. I think I've posted two or three. <laughs> it's James, guys. Uh, yeah, That's why it's not yeah. creepy when you see uh, me post on it. I accidentally posted one time as, is it worth it, or podcast you know moderator or something so it looked like I'd asked a question and then answered it myself which is really really kind of creepy but yeah I like it's okay to do that it's not bad Um, you can have your opinion share any way you
1: want yeah sure Um, but uh, so I'm going through we did we posted one recently about love stories Uh, what is the best video game love story I've gone through all of the responses okay one of our well, probably about average response, uh, average question response. Um, but I'm going to go with Elmer Gilbert, Selly's and Locke from Final Fantasy VI. One of my favorite games. So um, Elmer, if you're out there, and I got to turn that off. And if you want uh, to get in contact with me, I got a prize for you.
0: Awesome. So Elmer Gilbert. Yeah, I think that was his first time posting too. I have no idea who the guy is. So yeah. If you're listening, Albert, get a, get a hold of James. He's taking care of the prize this week, so, or month.
1: Send me a message on uh, Facebook, or if you want to email me, goodbuddyjames at gmail.com, or find me on Twitter, Holland.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I got something for you. Drive to his house. Drive in my house. Yeah, look through his windows at his wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to put cameras up now. Yeah, you should. Um, you should anyway.
1: Yeah. I'm also curious. Maybe the next question I'm going to ask, like, where's that? What states everyone live in? I'm just curious where 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 all of our
0: listeners uh, oh, man, reside in the in the Great. I, I bet they are, and that's uh, a yeah.
1: that's good.
0: I found that out the hard way with last month's prize because you know we 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 gave one to Jeff and then we gave one to Josh and I I had I had an idea that G, uh, Josh was in the states from comments before, but I, I had no idea where Jeff was. It turns out he was like from. Uh, some part of british columbia i think and yeah they they charge you up the ass to send anything to canada which is so fucking silly because there's there's literally just an invisible line separating us so i don't i don't get it but whatever largest unguarded
1: border (laughs) in the world i think the yeah exactly but don't try and mail something over there they freak out so those post offices do not communicate well
0: i was going to send uh both guys, like, uh, a pretty big prize package being the uh, kind of the first guys that had ever won this thing as opposed to just, like, sending a game. I was going to send, you know, I have a bunch of stuff. I was just, hey, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of games. woohoo! And I asked them what they, you know, what they owned. And I ended up sending Jeff only two games because I could only really send him for under 10 bucks, which is all I'm really willing to spend on this, you know. Um, yeah. Just what would fit in, like, a tiny manila envelope, you know. Uh, padded envelope, but still. And then Josh, I ended up sending him like a, an extra system and some games because he said his NES had crapped out. And I was like, man, I've got like three of those things. and I've got one that's like one of those retro duo things and those it itty bitties. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here you go. And he, he was like, oh shit, Tetris. But yeah, I felt felt kind of bad for Jeff, the poor guy. I mean, he still got free shit. I don't feel too bad for him, but <clears throat> you know, uh, I would have would have sent you a couple more titles or something, but. I didn't, I just, I'm not JD Rockefeller. I didn't have the money to send, uh, you know, that much. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure he's still happy. I sent him a couple of games. I think I sent him a Dr. Mario and like a, a DS game, like a rhythm based game that's pretty cool, Beat Mania or something like that. So yeah, yeah, he, he got some stuff. Yes. Hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, you wanted do you have the poll up? Because I do not.
1: The, the, oh, I don't know if I have
0: that. Do you mean what gamer playing next poll? Mm-hmm.
1: hmm uh, Where do I? I don't know where I see that. I'm not actually. I'm in. I'm just visiting our web page.
0: <laughs> oh, our okay. thing. Okay. How's the web page doing? The wife says she's been working on it. I have literally not even been on it. So. Or not the web page. Mm-hmm. I don't see the poll. Where do I find the poll? You have to scroll way down on uh on the. Oh, okay. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been up for what a month and a half or something so I, don't... I thought there was another space we could see that thing in like a month's notice but
1: yeah. I guess you are right I can talk about comic
0: con while I scroll down oh yeah real briefly no just you you tell me all about fucking comic con I want to hear it, it no doesn't...
1: it was it was a pretty cool um uh you know con yeah. i met Ahura. that was probably the the major highlight oh wow
0: you didn't get a photo uh,
1: uh not with her it was fifty dollars for an autograph which i went ahead and shelled out for that one but another fifty dollars if you wanted a photo with her so i wasn't gonna drop a hundred bucks
0: ridiculous fifty dollars for an autograph i mean i guess god damn she, uh, I went for it. Last Hank year Harry, we went, he, he, she ran a calm on a anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I've seen multiple times. Um last year though, like they had her like out for only like
1: an hour. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you had to like buy pre tickets and all this shit. And this year she was just there the entire time. Like there was no line. Like part of the reason I went up to her is like just no one was around. I almost felt real bad. But I also well, really wanted to meet her. So, I mean, and there's only a few of them left out of the original. Yeah, cast, you know, I was gonna say you so. gotta
0: figure at this point, like she's what? She's one of the older ones. She's like in her mid 80s now, right? Uh uh-huh. So how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How She many had a stroke people, recently, so she's yeah, like she. How many people that con? I mean, I, obviously, people our age are gonna know who she is, uh, but there's a bunch of even you know our generation that. We didn't watch Star Trek. You know, I've seen them because I have older parents, so I ended up watching a bunch of them. But um, uh, the current generation, your current people that are going to go to the cons and stuff, you know, and I guess, you know, you've got all age groups. But if I had to guess, I would say 30 and below is probably the largest demographic. I'm just a guess.
1: Um, it's pretty.
0: Diverse. Not by much. I would say
1: like maybe 60, 40. Um, okay. Definitely, the younger crew's a little bit more maybe, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's enough older older cats moving around that it's not you know weird for a th- me a thirty uh three year old to be walking around. There's and I we met up with a guy. He was like he's sixty. So I mean, oh cool. There's older older dudes there.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would yeah. imagine, especially with UHURA. But still, my point being is like people of the current generation, millennials and shit. They don't know who the hell she is. They they could care less. They've never seen one of the original Star Trek movies or anything, you know. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of sad the, to outlive uh, your fame, you know. It's like I was telling you the last time you went, there used to be, uh I don't know if he's still kicking around there, but he was a big joke for years. The guy that played Timmy in the original Lassie from the 50s was always at Comic-Con. I mentioned that. And, like, people just walked by his booth because no one knew who the fuck he was. He outlived his fame, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Agreed. Out? Poor guy. But at the same time, everyone knows who the fuck Will Shatner and uh, George Takei are, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Shatner a few years ago, so that was cool. another guy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's actually a really interesting guy, so. Uh-huh.
1: He's done a lot of other stuff and oh, yeah. he had some other semi successful T V shows, T J Hooker and he's written some books and he's he's staying in it a little bit, staying in the spotlight, which is a can.
0: Man, He's still in it. So that's cool. I didn't know you met her. And uh, what else? You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I saw um, Pro Jared. He's a pretty cool guy. I saw mm-hmm. he, on his Twitter, he's like, hey, I'm going to be outside the Nintendo room. So if anyone wants to meet up, uh, come meet up. So there was about, well, when I was there, there was probably about 10 of us. I, I just said hi, told him I, was, I appreciate his work, got a photo, and then I got out of there. And I think uh, I saw a few more people filing in to go see him. So he's pretty cool. Yeah. A lot shorter than I thought.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Small and I read, guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he looks bigger on his video, but yeah, he's
0: little frame <coughs> and everything. Yeah, I've met i met him yeah. a few times. He's he's a he's good nice dude. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And then uh, from the CU podcast or Pat the NES Punk, his buddy.
0: Yeah.
1: Just randomly, and then I ended up going to Luna Video Games. Uh, oh, cool. Couple days later, and checking out his spot and bought bought some stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was pretty cool. And then I then I saw Pat the NES Punk like. Sunday, like we're getting ready to leave, and we're like, uh oh, let's just go in one more time and take a look, and then he's walking out, we're walking in, so, why not? saw him, tried to buy one of his uh certain NES guidebooks, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't have any on him. so, <laughs> next time.
0: Yeah, 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 I've been thinking about picking one of those up too, it seems like a really good book, so.
1: Oh, it's great, get it, and there's also an app, I get the app too, it's just fun to look through that stuff, and if you ever play an NES game, he has all, like, he has codes and stuff, and tips, yeah. in the app at least. Yeah. Um, I also saw uh, Casper Van Deen, which I had no idea how few people know who that is. Like, he was I mean, a huge part of my, like, middle school life, Starship Troopers, and right. no one knows and, Well, no, knows
0: no everyone knows our age, I think. That, that was a, big, Probably that was our a age. big movie for anyone in their, like, 30s and stuff, but it, I mean, it, it aged well enough, it's not a you know it's not a good story or anything it's just an action movie with a bunch of killing stuff it doesn't even follow the book particularly closely but yeah that's about all casper ever really did of note i know he's acted a lot um, mm-hmm. he was like tarzan
1: or something like that yeah he, you know, he was
0: like uh, random pretty boy number three throughout the 90s you know what i mean Like mm-hmm. he had a lot of roles where he was just like good looking guy uh, he did uh, some soap opera work and shit like that. I think what I didn't yeah, realize he was is- in Sleepy Hollow
1: also is like one of the yeah, antagonists. Yeah.
0: I just didn't um, realize how old he actually is. He was like pushing thirty when he did Starship Troopers, and I didn't realize that because he playing a teenager, you know. And so he's well- and he was there. So he was there pumping another
1: Starship Troopers uh, like CG movie. Oh, great! And. He's. I think he's been in two of them, just voice acting, obviously. Yeah. Um But it leads me to believe, like, if you're that dedicated to this franchise, like, there was a Starship Troopers two and three, and he wasn't in two at all, and yeah. he was barely in three. Like, I think this maybe I don't know if he was not asked back or he refused yeah. to do a sequel.
0: Maybe they just wasn't they didn't ask him back because they wanted to have a. I, you know, Peppa. I would. You know guess, personally, that he probably refused to come back, because after all the heat generated from Starship Troopers, his agent probably wanted him to get off of that shit. Because mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'd be remembered as the Starship Troopers guy. And, you know, he was anyway, so what the fuck. Because like I, I was gonna say, I know him from one other movie called uh, Noobs, that stars uh, J- Jason Muse, you know, uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. And then, like, him, uh, the guy that played Uncle Rico is in it. He basically, he doesn't share the name, but in the movie he plays uh, Billy Mitchell, basically. Um, mm. Like a mullet-headed, like, has-been that uh, is, like, tentatively hanging on to the threads of a past that really wasn't all that great to begin with. So, yeah, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> mm. And, yeah. Okay. uh it's actually a pretty decent film. It's a video game movie, so it's one we should probably do for video games in the movie at some point. I'm down. Yeah. But, yeah, it was on Netflix a while back, and Casper Van Diem is in it, but he plays himself. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, when you watch the that. film, you'll see him. And you'll be like, oh, okay. Basically, it's a movie about a gamer group that has never met each other but they're coming together to play in this big tournament and one of them is supposed to be Casper Van Diem but it ends up actually being like this kind of weirdo kid that is uh, being raised by Casper Van Diem it's his stepdad and he would like steal footage of his dad playing and then like run it in the background to make it seem as though it was him because he's like too ashamed of the way he actually looks and acts so yeah anyway Long, long story about that. What else happened at Comic Con?
1: Oh god, you know, not a whole lot else. I met R2 D two not really, I just saw R2 D two. I waited in line for like forty five minutes to go into this like Nintendo room, then I finally got into like where they were showcasing, you know, their Switch and I saw their SNES classic and I was all excited to get involved, but like everything just had like an hour wait and mm-hmm. I was like Ugh, just got gonna- waited 45 to get in here i'm not going to wait like an hour just to go play you know arms or oh, yeah. splatoon 2 which it, it would have been fun but i just you know only had you know finite amount of time there i don't want to spend too much time waiting in lines oh. which is really all comic-con is is just like pick your line to get in it so it gets a little yeah stressful sometimes so yeah. try and do as much as you can without having to wait but
0: I know I've thought about going a couple of times for uh, magic cards because every year they release like a special set that they give out, but you have to like mm-hmm. wait in a line to get a certificate to wait in another line. And the last time, yes. I I had one of my friends that went. He did it, and he said he was uh, literally in line like the entire like experience of Comic Con. So he comes out of it with these cards that you know he sold on eBay for like three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars or whatever. But it was like, so you you took a trip and you spent two days standing in lines to get four hundred dollars. basically, you took a trip to go to work. um yeah, nah, I'm good, you know, so now, if it'd take a lot more for me to wait in line that long there's like literally maybe three or four things you know if it was like a a snatcher two booth or a lunar three booth or something i'd be like oh shit of course it wouldn't generate that much uh heat so i'd probably be at the front of the line anyway but uh, one one. And,
1: you days. know that's what i found myself gravitating towards a lot it was like i'm looking for video game stuff and mm-hmm. i'm like i'm probably at the wrong place i need to go to a video game convention not a uh you know, comic convention. But I do love comics too.
0: But. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they they go hand in hand. I mean, most most game stores also have you know comics and shit. And a lot of games are based off comics. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a
1: fun. It was a fun trip. Um, I'll go again next year. If I get tickets, it's just always a crapshoot. I just I was lucky this year to get Sunday, and then we stayed at a uh, Airbnb, and it just so happens like the owner of the Airbnb like had a Friday ticket that she needed to get rid of, and I was like, I'll take it. So oh, nice. I ended up going for two days, yeah, uh, randomly. So cool event. Saw the Black Panther cast. Did anyone else I see? I'm trying to think of the top of my head. I think that was the big one. Oh, okay. Um, saw yeah, a lot of huh? Mattel stuff, and it was, it was pretty cool. Huh
0: okay yeah sounds cool i, I know 50, you, basically takes yeah. over the whole town when it happens
1: so. yeah yeah the whole gas lamp is just filled up i brought my my son was not at the con with me but i brought my wife and son cause she, uh, didn't want to be away from them so we didn't go out like partying too much we mm-hmm. just kind of you out nearby the area you know, the house we rented were just relaxed hey i got that finally got that uh that pull-up so <laughs> all right cool well
0: we need to discuss that and figure out exactly what it is uh we're, we're gonna be doing I don't have anything of I do got... you want to do uh,
1: say like a Sega Genesis game what, what do you want to just pick a genre we'll see which ones oh, leading is, that genre
0: well you can you can just start with the first one read it off tell you know read with each percentage as far as uh, how much, you know, like 31% or 28% or whatever each game is. And then, you know, a bunch of them last I checked ended up being in ties. I think there's even one three-way tie. So I'll we'll have to figure out some way to, uh, you know, we'll discuss. There's there's a couple of them where I'm like, okay, we're going to have to go with this because this guy wants to do this or whatever. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, let's, I don't have it in front of me. So I'm kind of relying on you. Uh, well I say we just let's let's pick a genre today. Hmm. Genre and
1: we'll play that game. Because my stuff's running pretty slow for some
0: reason. Oh, well I was just gonna read oh. off the whole thing and then we'd uh just the mark the games at it on. one. That way we don't have to keep referring to the stupid list and then maybe we can
1: Oh okay,
0: I see what I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah But well, we
1: got I'll uh I'm gonna lead are we all? Okay, handheld game. Okay. We cool. got It was this? Riviera, 9%. Knights of Lotus, 22%. Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, 31%. Retro Game Challenge, it's a good game, 9%. And Zelda, Season of Ages, 28%. uh, The winner would be Mario Luigi Superstar Saga.
0: Okay, well, eh, that's unfortunate. I was kind of hoping that it was going to be Zelda on that one. I was like, oh, there for the longest time they were tied. So, yeah, we can do... uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, so... Do you have anything to write with, or do I need to get something? Or I could open up my computer, I guess. I don't really want to. Um,
1: I can write. I can... I'll save this page, and I'll just
0: go through it later. Oh, okay. Uh, we just want to mark down somewhere for, you know, in case someone mm-hmm. comes behind us and, like, votes on a bunch of shit. Uh, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll write down the winner. You had your opportunity no. to vote. Um, so, okay. So, for a handheld game, we do Mario... Luigi Superstar Saga, and just so you guys know, the way I did this was James and I uh, were in correspondence, and we came up with lists of games we thought would be good for the show, and then I had the uh, the the job or the task of uh, coming up with a way to kind of like separate them into different genres or subgenres or whatever to be able to pick from, and so it wasn't the easiest thing, so. Uh, we managed, we got them all, I think the, a couple of them got shaved off the list, but uh, got 90% of them on there, and yeah, and let you guys vote on it, and this is what, this is what came up, so, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a lot of RPGs, which there was a lot of RPGs on the list, to be fair, so... There are, and I don't think we should do those back-to-back. No, uh, no, We if we have to figure out... We'll figure out an order. mm -hmm. We'll do them whatever order we think is fit, but we're just promising to do these games, you know what I mean? It's like, we're not Mm going to necessarily do them in the order they're written, we're not going to do them bam-bam-bam one after another. James and I will probably add some shows in between there and stuff, but this is an opportunity for you guys to help us pick the kind of games you want to listen to us talk about or whatever, so... Yeah, so the first one is Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. It's a game I own but haven't played yet. I hear it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's saga. Okay. The next one. Hello? It's like play, is it... Okay. Hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there you go. Thanks for the...
1: Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. So, Nest game.
0: Yeah, an NES game.
1: Nest game. Sorry. I'm, uh, Secret of Evermore, 15%. Robo Trek, 10%. Hmm. Act Razor. Mario RPG, 40%. Seventh Saga zero percent.
0: Yeah, what's up with that? (laughs) And you cut out on that too. What did what did it get? It was pretty high. It was what twenty something percent, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mario RPG is the clear clear winner. You guys really want us to play Mario role playing games, apparently. So okay, that's what we'll be doing, I guess. And I, I seem to recall Josh Watts said that if we, if Mario RPG ended up winning, he wanted to be on that show. So Josh, I, I know you're listening, or I th- I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, we'll be in contact, and uh, if you still want to be on that show, we're, we'll pull you and and uh, have you be on that show with us. So that's a good one too. I, I love Mario RPG, so getting an excuse to or having an excuse to replay that—that's not a bad thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Favorite.
1: Sega Genesis, we got a tie. Fantasy Star Four at thirty percent. Shadow Run at thirty percent. Let me have Beyond Oasis at nineteen and Land Soccer at twenty-two.
0: Wow, yeah, that one was a lot closer than uh, than I really thought it was gonna be. I I, I really thought initially that just like Fantasy Star Four was just gonna run away with that, you know, like landslide it and then Shadowrun kind of came up from behind. I guess, you know, a lot of people like me, it's it's probably my favorite um, Genesis RPG. Uh, one of the better RPGs of the era, in my opinion. It's a little hard to get into. Um, takes It's slow at first, takes a while, but it's really good. Uh, but, of the two, for me, and I'll let you weigh in, um, but... I think we should probably do Fantasy Star Four, um, because one because we've got a super fan Alex who's who's really helped us out in the past that uh, would like to be on that show with us, and he's like super knowledgeable about Fantasy Star Four. And okay, Fantasy um, Star Four. Yeah, and and two, I feel like it really is the more popular game, even though the RPG show uh, and retro RPG have already both um reviewed that game like i think there's a reason they reviewed it because a lot of people love it and you and i both play that on our playstation Threes mm-hmm. on the genesis collection which will be really nice too so yeah well let's do yeah. fantasy star 4 and we we may still do shadow run at some point um i'm not gonna rule anything yeah, i'll put that, I'll keep that on the list. i got it written down here so we'll uh Okay, uh,
1: Scary Game, we got another tie. I'm gonna read the highest ones first and then I'll put on the list. We got uh, Silent Hill and Alan Wake at twenty seven percent. We got Resident Evil nineteen, evil within at fifteen, and Dino Crisis two at twelve.
0: Okay. Okay. Huh so it's uh, it's between Alan Wake Which is a game I've been... It's been on my list of I need to play for a long time. And then the other one is Silent Hill 2. Which has been on my list of I need to replay for a long fucking time. Um, Well, here's what I got. Personally, I'd rather play Alan Wake. But, if we do Silent Hill 2, maybe we could contact Jeremy Blostein. Who uh, had... He was a translator and uh, part and other things as well for silent hill two and snatcher and maybe uh maybe get him on for an interview or something that'd be really cool but maybe just like ask him a few questions or something so either way like either way i'd be happy so what are your thoughts on it um I, i've always wanted to play silent hill 2 have you never I played been, it um, uh i played
1: the first one i've 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 messed around with the second one but i have not played
0: it only. oh okay well then that's what we're doing yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. And uh, whenever we get to that episode, which I was thinking around Halloween would be a good time for that episode, so the month of October we we'll probably get into that and uh maybe I can uh tweet at Jeremy Blostein and he seems like a really down-to-earth cool guy. Like unfortunately he does live in Japan, so there'd probably be like tremendous lag if we were to uh do an interview with him, but you know, we probably we could probably work it out. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, next one, we have non-Genesis, uh, Shining Force 3 took it 38%, Grandia 2, uh, Popful Mail, and then uh, Blazing Dragons.
0: Right, non-Genesis Sega game, I think. So, Yeah. yeah, but... Non-Genesis Sega game, sorry, yeah. Yeah, well. So, Shining Force 3. Okay, well, on,
1: well I, I have You
0: can buy that game. You don't have it? You own it? I thought you didn't own it. No, I've I've got a copy.
1: Oh, well, hell, that's fine. Let's do it. I love that
0: game. Okay, yeah, that's another one that's been on my list of, like, I really should probably fucking play this. (laughs) And it's just been sitting on a shelf collecting dust. So, yeah, I'm stoked to play Shining Force 3. Yeah, we'll definitely do that one. So, okay, yeah, Shining Force 3, great.
1: Next we have uh, PlayStation. We have the winner with Shadow Hearts.
0: Okay, for PlayStation games. I scrolled all the way down just to see if there, how many we had left, and now it's taking forever to get back up. But, okay, Shadow
1: Hearts 31, Star Ocean 24, Valkyrie Profile 14, Psychonauts 10. Oh, Shadow
0: Hearts, yeah. That is really weird because I, I added Shadow Hearts. Uh, Shadow, <laughs> Shadow Hearts is kind of a dark horse. Just like hey, I'll throw this in because I liked it. I really didn't expect anyone else to just be like, "Yeah, do this one," you know. Uh, uh-huh. Especially against that lineup. But here we are. So, okay, you have a copy of Shadow Hearts. You play it yet?
1: Uh, I I have to check that one. I don't. I haven't played it. I okay. think I own it. Let me. Uh, well, if not, I'll get it. it like, it's yeah. it's
0: cheap. It's like a twenty or thirty dollar RPG. Really, like it's, it's it's not too bad. But it's it's really good. It's one of my more favorite. Uh, so yeah, games from uh, the PlayStation Two era. So yeah, that should be fun. It's kind of like a turn of the century horror movie meets RPG. It's really neat. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think that'll be fun. Um. Next, we got superhero game.
1: Uh, Arkham, Batman Arkham City, 35%. Max and Carnage, 30%. X Legends, 30%. You really want to play that one, but oh, wow. I'll do that next time. And Spider-Man 2,
0: 4%. Wow, that was a three-way tie as of a couple days ago. So someone must have got in there and, and voted last minute on Batman Arkham City. Uh, that's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that
1: game. The like, yeah. second um, one, yeah.
0: I haven't played that one yeah. all the way through. I think I just played a little bit of that. And uh, of these, now, we're we're going to be doing for the next show, uh, we're going to extend out and do more of the same with uh, Skies of Arcadia. But uh, after that, which one were you thinking you'd want to do? Probably want to take a break after Sp- Skies of Arcadia, so uh, one of the ones that isn't a 40-hour RPG would be preferable to me, but yeah. Um, well, think about it. But our last one, real quick. <laughs> oh, there's one more.
1: Modernish, <laughs> modernish forgot. Nintendo game, Xenoblade, forty percent. Uh, last, last story, thirty-two percent, and then Pandora's Tower,
0: twenty-eight percent. That was really close, too. Mm. You are cutting in and out every time you get on. Every time I do what? Every time you talk, it sounds like uh, you've got like a uh, fan really? on you. and <laughs> Yeah. Sounds really weird. Metallic a little bit and stuff. It's, I mean, people understand what you say, but uh, when you go to listen okay. to this episode, me, you're uh, like, ugh. Oh. Sometimes I have a lot going on in my computer. Let me try and
1: turn some of this off.
0: Maybe it'll uh, you know, settle out a little bit. Um, but Xenoblade. So- yeah. You got a copy of yeah. Xenoblade? I do oh okay cool yeah i'm gonna say if not i think they re-released it for the 3ds and it'd be a lot cheaper that that route i think yeah that one was such bullshit because it was like i'd even
1: buy it from 3ds because handhelds seem to be much easier for me to play right now right
0: yeah yeah i was thinking the same thing but yeah i got that thing when it was new because there was all this hype around it and everyone was saying it was going to be the one Wii game that'd be worth, you know, a couple hundred dollars a few years from now. And it was already worth like $60 or 70 or something right, off the, right out of the gate because they were only going to release so many of them. And then they just re-released it almost immediately. So it went from being like one of the rarer. And they did it for a Metroid, one of the Metroids too, I can't remember. Um... And they turned what was a rare game into, like, a very common game. And, uh, or not very common, but much more common. And so, like, the price went pew, you know, and it's still floating around 40 or 50 bucks, but it's not the 80, 90 it was climbing to. So, yeah, you gotta worry about that these days, guys. In fact, uh, what was it recently? There was, a yakuza 2 or something for the playstation 2 got re-released through amazon they like pressed another ten thousand copies it was like a hundred dollar ps2 game and then like they were like oh this is worth money we'll just make a bunch more and they're official you know they were made by the company and they're official pressed and they yeah so like all these i remember all these collector friends of mine were like trying to real quick offload their copies at the current $100 price and then, you know, here I am going, whatever guys I mean, just hold on to it, it's not a big deal but uh, people are weird when it comes to their collections, you know, it's like I'm not freaking out because they're releasing you know, all the great RPGs they are, you know, like Earthbound and Secret of Mana and stuff, it's like, oh no my collection's gonna be worth a lot less money it's like, I didn't get into it because it was worth a ton of money and if you are you're in it for the wrong reasons you know, it's, uh, yeah, eh, whatever people going to be what people going to be. Okay. Well, it sounds like we got a good lineup of games to play. That's eight. And then that leaves us a lot of leeway to you and I can choose things in between here and there, you know, whatever. Uh, but that'll be the next year plus or so of games that you guys helped us choose. So thank you for that. And if any of uh, any of you guys listening that voted on one of these games wants to be on the show, with us just let james or i know and we can maybe set that up and get you in uh and play that game all together and review it all together and stuff we love having guests on the show it it makes for you know it's a a third person makes for you know a whole other set of ideas and experiences with that game and we want to get it from as many angles as we can anyway james you still around still here sorry no you sound much better cool um good yeah uh, the game this month is Skies of Arcadia, both released for the Dreamcast initially in what, like 99, 2000 or something like that. And then just a few years later on the, uh, the GameCube and you know, I, I played this in the past and I don't, what's funny is there's like a, a subset of games. I don't know if you experienced this as well, James, but anything I played in my, like, early years, you know, if I played it when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 those years, um, or even younger, I remember it vividly even though I haven't played it in you know, 20, 30 years like RPGs that I played when I was a 14 year old, I still remember virtually everything about them, RPGs that I played when I was in my 20s, I've forgotten 90% of, you know, or 80% in the very least, and I remember this game but, um, it's, it's like I'm playing it new. It's like I watched an extended trailer. You know, I remember certain aspects of it and characters and stuff and little dialogue clips, but there's so much i would forgotten and it, it's really held up. I really like this game and you, you came in it fresh. You'd never played this game before, right? Correct. Yeah, so uh, what, what are your thoughts on it, man? What are you thinking so far? Um... So
1: far, I love it. Um, I've always been one partial to games you know, pub- published by Sega. Right. I think they've done a fantastic job, uh, especially with their RPGs, even though they're not really known for a lot of RPGs, but the few that they've done I think have been just you know
0: Stellar, really yeah. good.
1: Um, when I started playing this thing was, what, ladders, because this game has, uh, I don't know why, but a shit ton of ladders. Uh, but that, that 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 was all for jokes. This game is really good though. I mean in, in every way.
0: Um Yeah, you sent me a text, you you said, Hey, have you started playing Skies yet? and I said, No, not yet and you said, Well, be ready or just the single word ladders and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> and you're like, just be ready for it. And yeah, I'd forgotten that uh that there was so many ladders and there are there are some very like snake eater three esque long- lengths of ladders and they're just everywhere. And the reason I feel like they did this was to create you know, this is one of the first, like, really good 3D games, you know, and especially in an RPG, and, like, a lot of the 3D environments you're working with when you go into towns and dungeons and stuff are multi-multi-levels deep, and uh, as a result, they were trying to show that off and, you know, put in these ladders and slide poles and Mm -hmm. stuff. My one big complaint about the ladders is you can't slide down the ladder like you can the poles, Yeah. it's like, Yeah, you have to climb down at this snail's pace, you know, on those things, and that's kind of annoying. But what makes this RPG different from like every other RPG that you've ever played? You know, this is a JRPG type game, you know, where you have your party of, uh, what is it, four, ultimately, I believe, and um, you get to attack. The enemies, and they attack back in uh, kind of a weight. It's not like an active battle or anything like that. Yeah, you choose your guys' stuff, and then it plays out in front of you. Yeah. But what makes it different is instead of having, like, an overhead map where your characters are, like, walking along, the entirety of this game takes place on the back of a ship. Um, uh-huh. and you're flying to these different islands and it's a really unique world. You know, you've got yeah, just instead of an ocean, you've just got open air. And for some reason there's fucking flying fish flying through. You can actually catch those. It's like a little mini game thing that you can do. And there are some things unlockables and whatnot you can do through those things through the fish. I mean, and, uh, you travel from Island to Island. Um, and there's just tons of floating rock and debris and different stuff. Uh, little caveats like you'd find in other rpgs that block your way you've got like a wall of wind that you can't get past until you get a certain engine that enables you to pass it and then uh, like a wall of rock that you you can't uh, it's like an asteroid belt looking thing and you can't get through it until you get like a navigation system or something that allows you to go through it etc etc so in that way it kind of acts almost like a well, like most other RPGs, Final Fantasy IV did this in the way of the hovercraft. And then later, you know, you've got the red ship, the yellow ship with the crane arm and so on and so forth. It's much the same in this game. And you get into random battles on the ship, which, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because you have to uh, run out on deck and fight these enemies off your ship. But you also have the option to retreat Which I I guess just means you run back into the ship. So why did you even run out to begin with? You could just like fly off, I guess. I don't know. Video game, Um, but
1: yeah, we should get in more like ship to ship battles, or maybe like run into like monsters that you know you have to fight using your ship more. Because there are ship to ship battles uh, later on. I've I've been through two of them. They are very very lengthy, though.
0: They they are Um, pretty lengthy, and they become more and more frequent. Oh great! But, well, they're pretty epic. I was get- kind of hoping they'd be more like a like an
1: action action sequence. Where you wanna, yeah. you know fly around and like you know shoot cannons, but um, they, you, they stuck with the role playing aspect.
0: Like, you do like since we're on it, the the way it progresses as you go is you get additional weaponry. Like you get later on torpedoes that you can fire on one turn, and then they'll deal damage on another turn, so you can deal more damage on a single turn, you also get guns that you can fire over the course of two turns, of course you you have the uh, uh, whatchamacallit that you get in the very first battle to be able to go through to the next area the special beam cannon, I don't know what it's called, that big uh, dagger on the front of the ship that you get that uh, you can shoot out that's on a tow line, uh, I don't know maybe mm-hmm. you haven't got that yet, but I did. <laughs> okay, it deals massive, I massive just beat damage. It. Yeah, and that, yeah. You
1: have to like build up to use it though, and it's kind of a pain. But once you once you use it, yeah, game over.
0: Right, and it, it pretty much stays that way. And then what he's referring to when he says build it up, and this is a system that occurs in all uh, the, the you know when your normal attack sequences as well, is there's a uh, two sub properties in this game. Uh, there's M- MP, which acts like you would think it would, where you can cast spells. The one difference with MP is it only costs one MP to cast any type of spell. And, like, your best mm-hmm. mage casters will only, even at the end of the game, only have, like, maybe 30 or so MP. Um, but you can wow. cast 30 spells with that, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, that's a lot. And um, Right now, it's like, it's crazy. The, the other... Ability that you have, or the other uh, thing that you have, is is more akin to like limit breaks in uh, Final Fantasy or something like that. It's called Spirit Points, I think SP, right? Spirit points, yeah. And these build up. Um, you you can do it a couple of ways. You get so many per round. Just mm-hmm. bam, you get them. I think it's like it's based off level or something. And then you can also, in, instead of choosing to attack. Or whatever, you can use uh, focus, which will mm-hmm. give you back a certain set amount of spirit points. And then you have a series of uh, abilities you can unlock that just use spirit points. But every, every action you do except fight will use spirit points, um, including magic. Magic also uses spirit points. Mm -hmm. So you get all these abilities that are really great. And instead of using the magic, like, I really don't use a lot of it except at the beginning of big battles. I'll use, like, the the party buff type magics and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't really use the attack magics at all. Um, But you will end up using these spirit attacks a lot. And you unlock those via these items called moonberries that you can find... Throughout the game and treasure chests and such. (coughs) Gosh, excuse me. I really don't like
1: that part. How you acquire those Mm. those special abilities by finding like. Excuse me. I think that needs to be like you either level up and acquire them, or maybe Mm you like go to a dojo and like pay to have your you know pay to train to get those abilities. Just discovering like berries in a treasure chest should not be how you unlock. Um, abilities, especially the abilities, like you said, that like you use those more than <laughs> magic. You use those more than fighting, and it's kind of like it's not random how you get them, but it's you're you're a slave to just waiting till the next berries to come along.
0: Actually, it is random how you get them uh, oh. partially. Yeah, like they're they're <laughs> oh, the ones yes. that are in the treasure chest, oh but mm-hmm. then random enemies drop them too. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, just like. And it's not just, I think it could be any enemy in the game. Like, I don't know that for sure. But, like, just random, stupid, normal enemies dropped a bunch for me. In fact, um, there was one battle I got in where I found a moonberry in the dungeon I was in. And then got in a battle and fought these guys off. They dropped two moonberries and I was able to unlock, like, a higher tier Ability because of that, like I've I've almost got the four original characters you start with. I've almost got them all uh, buried out. If you (laughs) if you to the point where they can get anyway, and so they're pretty they're pretty awesome. And like I was telling you uh, off air, you've you've got these uh, four characters you you more or less start with. I don't want to say start because it's like you. And your female friend, I can't remember her name, Rika, or I don't know. Excuse me, I'm coughing up a storm. I'm going to have to do something about this.
1: Go for it. I will uh, talk about the battle sequences real quick. Oh,
0: well, yeah. If if you have to be silent, just be silent. I'll edit it out. It's not a big deal. I'll be right back.
1: Okay. Um, One of my favorite things about this game, and it's just an aesthetic thing it doesn't do anything real to help like the gameplay but um, like we talked about earlier during the battles you choose what your group does and then it plays out in front of you but instead of just like having your character um, while he's attacking like the other girl just sits there and watches you actually like see them in the background like engaging in the other with uh, with other with the enemies the other enemies so it creates kind of the illusion that your party is actually all going into the fight like at once it's not actually happening like in a turn system it's like no like like how a fight would be in the real world you wouldn't like if you had your you and your two buddies against like three other guys you wouldn't like take turns fighting each of you know, the, the guys you'd all kind of get into the brawl itself and in this game it it kind of shows that where you know, you watch your main hero attacking one guy, and then you kind of see off to the side one of your other guys is fighting the other enemy. I think that's a really nice touch. Um, you see that, like, a city, and you just kind of look out into the distance. You'll see, like, other ships just moving around in the background, just creating that false sense of um, there's other things going on. There's other people in this world, not just the ones that you see in your village. So... Really nice touch that uh, this game put in um, that I've never seen in any other game before. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, man. We just all got off the death flu again. We get sick every week here. I swear to God. Nice work. Oh, you run a daycare, man. And yeah, I've been coughing (laughs) up a storm all week. Court's mom's got it turned into pneumonia for her and. Yeah, the kid just got over it, which means I've probably got another week uh, because I'm old and I don't heal well. But anyway, yeah, um, as I was saying with, uh, what's her name, God, Rika or something? Um, she gets the ability. Yeah, I, I'm so bad with names. Like, I've got names uh, we got
1: Vice, Aka, Fina, Drachma, yeah. Gilder, and Enrique, the five, or the six playable characters.
0: Right. Which, um, for the longest time, it's just going to be those first four. And Drachma mm-hmm. might as well be called Ahab or whatever, um, Ishmael, whatever you want <laughs> But uh But he's basically based directly off of the character from Moby Dick that's chasing the white whale. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exactly he's what he's doing. The that's where you find him, chasing a whale, yeah. Yeah, you find him chasing a whale. And it was, <clears throat> well, I'm going on a tangent again, but it was pretty funny to me because right at the point where like he joins you and you probably haven't gotten this far yet but (coughs) you're uh flying around with him and you go to the desert and i'm kind of like i had this thought i'm like geez this guy is just like joined for no reason like he he really didn't have a reason to join us it felt like because there hadn't been any like closure as to why he would be wanting to help these kids and i was like this this is just bad storytelling and then we get to the desert and he's like, all right, you're on your own. And he takes the fuck off. And you're like, wait a minute, how are we going to leave? And he's like, not my problem. And he just, like, leaves you there. And <clears throat> I was like, okay, I like this guy a lot more now. He had a little more depth. But then about halfway through the adventure, he feels bad about it and circles back and, uh, and gets you. And then you learn later as to why he would feel bad about it, you know. And, yeah, he has his reasons. So at first I was like... Like, gosh, I remember this guy being a lot cooler and a lot better. And then like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And so that was really cool. But, yeah, Akiya is like your childhood best friend. And you start out with her at the beginning of the game. And um, initially she's just like the most just throwaway character to me. She doesn't deal much damage. She's pretty quick, but it's like you just kind of use her as a healer early on. She has long-range attacks, which I guess really don't play they don't play any role in this because every character has a long range attack. Um, The way the attacks work is you assign them to attack the enemies or whatever and they move about the screen and there are area of effect abilities that will affect enemies in a group or enemies that are in a line, um, things like this. But the enemies are constantly moving as are your characters. So whenever they do cast, you're never 100% sure what's going to hit Unlike say a, I don't know, any number of games where you have, like, an area of effect spell, you know exactly what it's going to fucking hit when it goes off. Uh, you're not so sure with this one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Shining Force. Yeah. Sometimes yes, exactly. you'll, uh, you'll end up hitting more characters than you intended, sometimes less, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Now, the, the way that you kind of get around that is with Aikia. She becomes so fast later on in the game, and she gets an ability... Which kind of breaks the game early on. And it's kind of necessary though. Because you get in so many random fucking battles. And you're flying around all the time. And um, and she gets this ability. It's called uh, Lambda Burst. And anyone listening to me is just like, oh shit. They don't even want to hear it. Because every battle you're going to start off. Because as soon as you get it, right around the time you get it. Um, your SP will change to where you start a battle with exactly 8 SP spirit points. And then she'll be able to cast Lambda Burst, which costs exactly 8 SP. And because she's so fast, she's able to do it right away. And it's just like this AOE, uh, fire spell. (coughs) Excuse me. And she starts the battle and she'll attack first normally because she's the fastest. And you'll hear, fire consume my enemies, lambda burst. And then you get this fucking AoE that takes about five seconds. It feels like a million years. And it deals massive damage to all the enemies, and you win the battle. Which is much preferable to moving five seconds, getting in a battle, having to fight for a full minute. Uh, instead, you're just like, you're almost like mool charming, you know, bypassing these things, but you are getting experience for it and such. And uh, while I was away, did you explain how the magic system works at all? Did not. I
1: explained. Um, you'll hear it when you re-listen to this. If you, <laughs> um, just kind of how when you during the battles, like when one guy is attacking another guy, you see in the background like other characters fighting, so it actually gives the illusion. Of yeah. uh, like an actual like fight going on, not just like you know individuals fighting, and you're waiting your turn to get your 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 licks in.
0: Yeah, I do like I do like well, that it's, aspect. It's a really though. cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's really neat, and they're like parrying and throwing blows and stuff. It doesn't actually yeah. do anything, but yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. it looks more it gives the illusion that it's an actual fight, you're getting into a scuffle. Yeah, exactly. Well, the way the magic system works on this game is kind of unique because. Each character has their own weapon, and you can upgrade them as per usual. But at any time, you can equip, I, I can't remember, some kind of moonstones, I think is what they're called, right? hmm mm-hmm. And early on in the game, within the first six hours or so, you're going to unlock all the different moonstones in the game. Of which there's only six, I think. You've got, like, fire, ice, water, lightning, uh, wind, and... Silver. Silver, yeah. And they all have their different abilities uh, like you would think they would, you know. But the way you learn new spells and any of these abilities is kind of unique. In that you can, anytime during battle, you can just like hit the Y button. And it'll switch between all the different uh, uh, elements that you can equip on your weapon. And it'll change the color of your weapon. Which is nice because it lets you kind of know what's going on. And you'll deal elemental damage. Based on you know if you're fighting a fire monster, water is going to hurt it more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But also at the end of that battle, depending on how long you were doing, you know, if each ability that you you do under that element, uh, you'll gain so many points towards that element. And each magic spell has its own like experience meter. And as you're fighting, you'll unlock these different things, so you can have like uh, Fina when you finally get her you can have her be a healer by always being silver and you can, you know, have the main character always do fire or however you want to do it. Now you will still gain points towards those things based on the enemies attributes as well, but it's not nearly as much. So it's kind of a neat way to customize things in the way that you want to. And it it gives a little, you know, sometimes you'll be fighting a battle and be like, man, I'm not dealing any damage and all you have to really do is switch to a different element and then you'll deal more damage that way and stuff. And,
1: I did not realize you could switch uh, during battle. I've been playing this game for over six hours, and I uh, don't think I realized I you could do it during battle. So I'll have to get back in there and try that out.
0: You actually, you just hit. Uh, you're playing on the GameCube, right? So correct. Yeah the the button above the big green A button. I think it's like a Y or an X or something. You just hit it, and you'll hear like a. It, it sounds like a weapon being sh- uh, either sheathed or unsheathed, and each time hmm. you do, it'll just switch the color of that weapon. And oh, there you go. Okay, real easy. And check yeah. that out. And then you then do you get the uh, when the battle's over, do you get the
1: like magic points for that color you just switch to?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. If or... you do an ability during that battle, like you can't just like switch to all the colors and get you know what I mean. Like you uh, you switch to silver, you attack. And then, like the battle isn't over, you switch to fire attack again. You'll get a, a predetermined amount for both silver and fire. Oh, okay. Because so you can equip. I know. I know you can equip
1: it, and you can equip a certain thing when you're in the equip screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize you could switch that during battle, though. So that's gonna add a whole other element. See, this game has a lot of like unique features to it that oh, yeah. I've never seen in any other RPG. Um, I love that spirit point thing. I don't. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. I've oh, yeah. I'm thinking about, but I can't think of the games. But I think it's a really cool factor to add into RPGs to make it, you know, to put an extra thought process in there, extra, extra thing to consider when getting into your battle instead of just, you know, just pressing A, 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 you know, attack, attack, oh, attack, sure. auto yeah. attack. Now you got like, oh, whoa, I can only really do so much. I got so many characters, so many spirit points. How am I going to divide this up? Mm-hmm. Um, I like it,
0: but uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to play this game just what tap a, tap a tap a fight 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 mm-hmm. it's not that type of game no it, it's definitely the type of game where you're going to cast lambda burst at the beginning of every battle yeah <laughs> I, I i i hate that it becomes that but it it really does there are some enemies um that you don't want to do that with that you are uh, like the bigger enemies and stuff that you fight because there's a lot of Enemies throughout every level as you get to them that there'll be like one guy like there's a bugbear in the Mayan ruins and then there's like the giant flowers when you're flying around and stuff that you can't kill with uh, just a lambda burst so you have to use other spells. And there's some really good ones that you learn through different people like Drachma you end up using his tackle a lot um, because he's so slow he later on he gets an ability that costs zero SP so you could always just fucking use it. Um mm-hmm. And uh, it, it raises uh, his the spirit points of the party just like Focus would, but it also puts him on perfect guard. So mm. you, and if you're ever going to use Focus throughout the rest of the game, you'll just use that instead and so on and so forth. A lot of cool stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. There's, there's not a whole lot more I wanted to get into as far as mechanics go is what we were going to talk about during this show. There's the moonfish that I wanted to touch on briefly, which mm-hmm. are, are you run into a ship with this guy. He says, uh, Hey, collect these and to feed this baby bird or whatever. It's kind of like this side storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a- like the skull Scul- in Zelda. How do you oh, pronounce it's almost, that? Yeah. It's almost exactly that system mm-hmm. where when you're walking around, uh, you'll hear like a, a noise go off and the controller will shake, and you look around in first person view and you can shoot this basically it's the exact same thing hook shot looking thing to catch them and then trade them into this guy and he'll give you items based on that and the little bird as it's eating these moonfish, will grow and you'll get nicer and nicer stuff and then there's another system uh with uh Athena who we haven't gotten to the storyline with her, uh, we'll wait on that till next week, I think, James. Uh, but she's she's really. I cool. just I just got her, so yeah, I'm okay. like, I'm six hours in, and it feels just like I just got out of
1: Midgar with uh, like Final Fantasy VII. Okay, like so I'm just now able to really like right, open up the right, world, right. And kind of go out and explore now.
0: So you haven't got to the the train station? Have you seen that whole scene yet? No. Oh man! That's, I just just got Fina, just
1: got the silver gem, and it's okay. like, all right, time to like start the game. I feel like so. Oh,
0: okay, right, right, yeah. You basically have just that's that's the prologue. Um, yeah, there's a real cool scene that it's coming up in a few hours with uh this train, and when you see it, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I was my heart was pumping. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, she's she comes into the game. She's like from another world. Your classic like. Naive uh, magic user chick that's trying to save the world, and you end up helping her as the air pirates that you are. But um her one caveat, as opposed to like the other characters, she doesn't equip new weapons. She has this little dude that's uh, named Cupel, uh, the terrible name. Oh yeah, I've seen it. And he's I like, just this, met, I just met it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like this little floaty fish guy. Yeah. At least that's what he looks like to me. And uh, <clears throat> he, he acts as her weapon. He's a living okay. weapon, right? And she attacks with mm-hmm. him. And as he doesn't level up in the traditional sense, the way they do it in this game is as you go to new areas, he'll get excited when you walk past uh, these things called chams. And you want to get every cham that you possibly can. Um, and you like press the button when he start getting excited and there'll be a little on-screen picture of him like getting more and more agitated as you get close to him too and then you find the item you feed it to him and every time you feed him four he'll level up and his form will change and he starts off like just as like cupel bite or something gay and then he he turns into like cupel blade and then cupel cone and then cupel sword and right now mine is on cupel star and, uh, you, you really want to look out for these. There's even one in the, uh, the first temple that you go to. If you go back, there's one there, so don't miss that one. Um, and they're very finite. You will not find these in random battles, uh, to my knowledge, unlike the moon berries. So you want to find these items. Um, in the original game, the way they did it, James, was because it was a Dreamcast game. Cupel was actually a mini game that was on your, uh, God, what do you call that stupid thing that would... It was like a memory card. It was memory card, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a memory card with a little game, like mm-hmm. a single screen. And he would be on there, and uh, he would chirp through that, and then you could feed him through that. But, of course, they couldn't do wow. that on the GameCube. So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And there's also these items. There's only four in the game, so don't miss them either. That'll instantly get you to the next level so you you don't want to use them like if you've used three chams in the cupel and you find this item i forget what it's called but if you find one you don't want to use it because then it will just act as a cham you want to get them to the next level not use any chams, then use this item and it'll bring them to the very next level. And if you do all of them that way, you can get to its ultimate form. And like, if you get her to her ultimate form, she attacks for retarded damage. She actually becomes a massive damage dealer. <coughs> um, but yeah, little things. But we'll get into, into all the story and maybe some more of the mechanics. But that's basically the way the game plays. Um, not much else to say about that, and we'll get into the story a little more next week, or next month, okay. I guess. And we'll probably have some other stuff to talk to, about as well. We've been talking for quite a while, James. I, I think this is a pretty good show, and a pretty good place to stop, unless there's anything else you want to mention about the game that you've noticed so far.
1: I wanted to talk about We talked about all the mechanics, we talked about the ship, the battles, all the systems. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll do, we'll do story. I'm about six hours in. Um, I, my goal is to spend the next, like you said, 30 days or months month just trying to get through this game. So I'm, I'm excited. It's a fun game. Um, I'm ready to say it's worth it, but let's get through the story now and uh, yeah.
0: see how it is. I, I think it's probably worth it, but, man, yeah. it, is, it is a time commitment. So, yeah, sorry, listeners, for doing the uh, same game twice in a row, but, you know, it's whatever uh, that might happen yeah. with some of these bigger games from time to time. Uh, James and I have limited time. To be able to play them. Uh, if you want to reach me, I am at RetroKel, that's K H E L on Twitter. James is at Mr. James Millholland on Twitter. You can find us both at Is It Worth a Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah, I already mentioned Twitter. We don't have an Is It Worth It? I don't know. I, I'm still tired, James. Uh, <laughs> you can reach me uh, through email at, what is my email? James? I don't remember. Uh, Belmont at Outlook.com right. It's Simon Belmont at Outlook.com Gosh, no one ever writes me there anymore. You know, everyone does, like, everyone does Twitter, you know. Uh, uh-huh. Twitter and uh, Facebook. And then you can reach James at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. Check out all our normal, you know, friends over at the RPG show. Listen to Derek and Don. You're already probably fucking listening to them. And they came back. We mentioned that. That's great. Um, you know, our friends over at Playing with Power Etc., all the guys that we like. I don't know, James. I got nothing else. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> uh, I got to get rolling, anyways. I know you do time.
0: Yeah, it's getting late, man. So until next time, keep it retro, and we'll see you then.